there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th. And it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Hello, guys. Here it's me, Jack, mate, and welcome back to the Happy Hour podcast. I am joined by Stevie White, White, White. Third time. That's, Third that's time. It my, wasn't good the first two, but that's my thing now. Oh, and um, Jordan Vlogs. It, that's it. <laughs> it's it's coming. The name change is coming. It's actually it Doody Rhino. Um, yeah. Yeah. How you doing? All right. I'm all right. I haven't seen you in ages. Yeah. We'll talk about it in a bit. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll catch up outside the pod. Yeah. Because today I'm very excited. I'm joined by a great friend of mine. Uh, like, I was like I was reading from a script. I'm joined by a great friend. <laughs> that's Robbie. <laughs> I'm joined by my mate Robbie Knox. How you doing, Robbie? Yeah, very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. That's all right. It's a pleasure, mate. Now, Robbie is obviously um, you, you've recently become a YouTuber. Yeah, nailing it. But you you started in the so- kind of like showbiz like uh, many moons ago. Yeah. You were a researcher on Soccer AM, and then since that, oh, was that the correct? I was never well. I started off as an editorial assistant, Ooh. and then I became. No, I started as a production junior, then I became an editorial assistant, and then I became an assistant producer, Oh, and then I left. Right, okay, so I got it completely wrong with researcher. Surprise! It doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then since then, you've gone on to do many different things, and um, we've had countless sort of like beers and, and spoken about some of your stories, and I think that a lot of them are fucking brilliant, so I, I want to bring you on just to share your stories with the world. Um, but before we get into it, if, if people do want to check out Robbie after this, after this podcast, then yeah. how can they find you? channel i don't know just type my name in i guess <laughs> not just robbie, no, robbie <laughs> do you want me to explain how the internet works hey on here, here's a here's a better question so his name's robbie knox not knox as in knock on the door but k-n-o-x so you'll find it just uh, just sum up what you do on your channel real quickly it's, oh, I don't know, it's basically killing time till i die <laughs> it's, not, it's not great i mean i, don't, I, don't, I can't imagine any of them are going to be that interesting i you, have a look you are here to promote it all right Big fine uh, bit of potato growing <laughs> I went to the tip once. That was quite popular. Oh, I talked to... <laughs> what else? Oh, that's kind of it, really. <laughs> Two videos. A lot of stuff. No, there's stuff in the garden. I, I filmed... What happened, basically, was I talked to Tubes about his heart attack, and that's got, like, 210,000 views. And then yeah. the next one's got, like, 30 views or something like right. that. Right. Not quite that bad, but it's yeah. not far So you're just hoping Tubes has another heart attack. Absolutely best thing that could happen to my channel. <laughs> <laughs> If you could get the big C. I mean, it was good for us. That's a bit harsh, a stroke. (laughs) Then we're going viral. Uh, We we met, uh, when did we meet now? I don't know. I can tell you roughly how many subscribers you had, if that helps date it for you. You had about 70,000 subscribers, I remember. I've never met a YouTuber before. Really? I remember you telling me, I was asking lots of 
probably quite annoying questions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 70,000. Jesus Christ. And I had a manager. No wonder James Yates <laughs> cunted me off. <laughs> 70k. No, we actually met um, bizarrely on a on a on a cooking show, wasn't yeah. it? We'd, we'd both we'd both been roped in to do a cooking show. Um, where was it? It was in Camden, wasn't it? On yeah, Camden and there was a bit in Brixton as well. It was bit, it was really tenuous while I was there. Mm. Was Ready, steady, cook. What oh, basically right. happened? Pretty much. Was it? Yeah. This is quite a long and weird story, but I, I started off. I, I got really annoyed in Sainsbury's once just before Christmas and then I didn't go to a supermarket for six months. This is coming back round. Right. Um, so. <laughs> Hold on. I don't even know about the YouTube thing now. Yeah. What annoyed you in Sainsbury's so much to okay. not go back for six months? So it was just before Christmas and it, it's nothing against Sainsbury's. It could have been any supermarket. But I just, it was before it Christmas covered. and I'd, I'd planned everything and I'd ordered my supermarket shop and everything was prepared. And then someone invited us round for like Boxing Day or something. So I thought I better make a cake or something because I want to be like a good guest. So I get invited back. So I thought I have to go to Sainsbury's. And I went there and it was just the 23rd of December, like the worst experience of my mm. life. The queues were like 45 minutes back. Mm. The There was nothing there. What was there was awful. There were like carrots or the worst carrots I've ever <laughs> I've ever tasted. Like, How'd you mess up carrots? Like, <laughs> the carrots. And everything about it was horrible. And I just left and I was so sad. I just thought, oh, I just... There's got to be a better way of doing this. So I start, I'm just from carrots. Yeah, so I just thought I'm not going to go to supermarkets for a bit. I thought I wouldn't do it for a year, but then after six months, I thought I've learned as much as I'm going to learn. <laughs> and so where was, did you do all of your shopping? Well, I lived in London at the time, which makes it a lot easier. Like if you live like somewhere in the countryside, you're probably, it's probably not as practical. But I'd, I'd go to like. I got milk delivered from a milk van. That's still a thing. Of course. I didn't know that. I've not yeah. seen one How have I never seen them. anyone going about? Well, because it's like going. five in the morning, isn't it? They don't, they don't oh, play. you're a YouTuber. You wake up at 1pm. Yeah. <laughs> I still get milk, milk delivered now. It has changed the way I shop. Um, we're getting slightly off topic. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, and I'd go to like independent shops. I'd get a veg box delivered sometimes. I'd go to butchers to buy meat. Grow your own and potatoes. And, and so getting vaguely back to what we were talking about. So then... I did this for six months. I didn't really tell anyone I was doing it, apart from my wife, who got increasingly annoyed when she's going. I was going, oh, I need to get some turmeric, so I've just got to go out for like three hours to find somewhere that sells turmeric, <laughs> even though I live about four minutes from a supermarket and know they have turmeric. And those are the things that were annoying, the things that you just yeah. could just go and get. And then you'd eventually go and find it. So she got quite annoyed. And then I wrote just on Facebook, I just wrote a thing saying, I haven't been to a supermarket for six months. This is why I've discovered and listed like six or seven points. And someone I knew who worked at the Huffington Post said, oh, do you want to write a blog about this? So I went, all right, nothing else to do. So I die. Um, <laughs> I feel so, like that's, yeah. gonna, that's a bit, been a running theme throughout your life. Yeah, it's basically just killing just, time. Yeah, just yeah. fill up with shit till you die. Yeah. <laughs> might, might as well. So I wrote, I wrote a blog. And, a few other, and it got in like the, the Scottish Sun and some local radio stations phoned me up to talk about this and that happened anyway so i wrote that blog i think i might have written one other blog about something i can't remember what for them and then they phoned me up and said oh we're doing this uh this thing for amoy this this chinese cooking competition um and do you want to be in it is that gonna be like a team of bloggers a team of youtubers and a team of comedians and like bear in mind i'd written two blogs in my life and like <laughs> you're in the blog right? and they're going oh yeah me yeah, blogger me so it was me and I was on a team with this girl, Victoria. It was very nice. Like a, at the time, she was like a 25-year-old food blogger type thing, which gave me a massive advantage in that she knew about food. Yeah. 
and stuff like that. And we had, and and that's where I met you. You were on the YouTuber team. That's with, it. With yeah, Ed Anderson. So you said you was only a blogger because you had two blogs. I had seventy k, and James was my manager, so I was barely a YouTuber. <laughs> yeah. I'd have liked to have been on the comedians team, but I, I'm fully, I'm fully aware of why I'm not. <laughs> um, no, it was funny though because we, it, it was across what three days, two days, something like that. I think it's more. I think we did a few days, and then there was like a grand final, wasn't there? Oh yeah, that it was. It was. It was long-winded. Um, <laughs> <laughs> something that you very much do, and and then kind of regret halfway through. But um, Robbie, I don't know if you remember this. I the, my first impression of you was that you were mental. Like I thought you'd lost it, right? Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but but you came up to me. I'm a manager at the time, and the first story you said was, yeah, I nearly had my me, um, me bollocks cut off. Oh, yeah, no, that was... Oh, well, I can tell you roughly when that was, then. <laughs> Actually, I can't tell you roughly when it was. I can tell you more things that happened around that time, and together we can work out roughly when it was. Okay. Because the day I nearly had my bollocks cut off was the day I went to film The Libertines. It was the day after I went to film The Libertines talking about their reunion, announcing they were doing a reunion. So if someone can find out when that was... <laughs> That was around Don't April time, so it would have been the year after. So it would have been the, the February after that, I think. We, no, the January after that we met. Right. Okay. And and it's I, not important. But I, I think <laughs> Jordan's what, searching I'm, I'm trying, it. I'm trying. I think what is important, and I, what people are going to want to know, is is what the Libertines like. No. Um, did, <laughs> did, how did you nearly have your balls cut off? All right. Well, <laughs> was it by down, choice. Or? <laughs> <laughs> so I never really go to the doctors when I'm ill. Like I just ignore it because yeah. everything. T- kind of gets better doesn't it? I mean not everything <laughs> everything just kind of gets everything better everything so far has kind of got better like, it's very different from Tubes' interview I'm sure. <laughs> um, everything kind of gets has got better historically so far uh, for me so I kind of ignore it but then I woke up one day and I had like sort of pain in my testicles it felt like they were sort of twisted around, around the cord sort of thing like that and so I went like straight to A&E because you're not messing around with that I don't care what's yeah. wrong with that like, yeah. I'm, I'm sorting this right out yeah so I went to, um, I lived in Ballam in southwest London at the time. I had the choice of Tooting or Chelsea Hospital. I'm going to go Chelsea. That's, 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 that's bad, doesn't it? Anyway, so I went there um, and I was there for a few hours. I saw a succession of increasingly more attractive female doctors as the day went on. It was getting slightly more, oh, this is a bit more embarrassing now. <laughs> and this went on and eventually they went and they did an ultrasound on my testicles. Uh, yeah, I've and had that. Yeah, have you? It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, How did you uh, have an ultrasound your testicles? Um, well, basically, <clears throat> I I found a, a lump near the tube. Yeah. Um, went to the doctors. Doctors said it might be some sort of cyst. Then went to to the hospital. Had the uh, the the ultrasound again. Female doctor, female nurse. Embarrassing, like you say. And uh, and then she said she couldn't see anything. So I won't and lie. She was on about your penis. <laughs> <laughs> it was winter, uh, but uh, but uh, and this is quite bad. But basically, so I had the doctor say, "Oh yeah, I think there's there's a lump there. So you better go to think." Then I had the ultrasound. They said there's nothing there. So I was like, my mind went. I'm going to listen to the last piece of information I've heard because that's the best for me. See you later. Yeah. So I might be dying. I don't know. Um, but let's hope <laughs> yeah, for the that's best. one of those things where I said everything's fine. Yeah. Definitely go to the doctors if you've got like a lump. Yeah. yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so where were we? I was having my testicles exam. So yeah, I had an ultrasound, had a, a few things like that. Eventually I saw uh, a consultant woman who said, um, you've had a thing called torsion detorsion where basically the testicle is twisted around its cord 
and has then it's untwisted itself or you've sort of fiddling around has untwisted it whatever's happened and it, it still hurts because there's bruising there but you did the right thing to do to come here because if you don't get it sorted and you leave it within 24 hours the testicle can draw can die and drop off oh like, like inside just goes not gonna fall out so she said now because it's happened ankle. once it's more likely gonna happen again but don't worry, there's like a there's a small procedure we can do. How, by the way, how have I ended up talking about my testicles? Really that. <laughs> yeah. Eleven minutes in. Welcome yeah. to happy hour. Yeah, yeah. Well, she said that like, there's a small procedure you can do um, that will stop it from happening. I went, that sounds absolutely fine. A small procedure, no problem at all. Just out of interest while we're here, what is this small procedure? She goes, oh, not much. All you do is come in one morning or one afternoon. We'll just uh, give you general anaesthetic. We'll slice open your scrotum and mm. we'll sew your testicles to your scrotum. Now, I don't what? know about you, but like... I'll take Anything the risk. where you slice over my scrotum is a pretty major surgery. Yeah. If you're sewing my yeah. testicles or something, never mind to my yeah. own scrotum, that's like <laughs> up there. Yeah. So she was like, well, otherwise your balls will drop off. So I went, all right, fine, we'll do it. Oh, fair. So I went along and before you, before you have an operation with general anaesthetic, you go along for a preoperative assessment, I discovered. And I never had an operation before. And... So I went along to this this thing, and there's a this nurse guy called David, and he said, "Um, just gonna ask you a few questions to check if you're all right for to have anaesthetics." I went through a few. He said, "Right, first of all, what's the procedure you're having done?" I said, oh, "I don't know the name of it, but you're going to sew my testicles to my scrotum." He went, "Right, we're not removing them." I went, "No, no, no." He goes, oh, "I didn't think this looked right." <laughs> what? <laughs> I said, sorry, David, what, what doesn't look right? He goes, the screen. He goes, it says, I said, what, what does it say in the screen, David? It says, oh, it says we're removing both your testicles. <laughs> I went, well, no. right, just to be clear, you're not, first of all. I said, oh. I, I said, I said, I said, and he said, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to make a phone call. Do you mind? <laughs> Wait, take all the time. Take all the time a, you need. To, he you needs a second opinion. Yeah. No, I'll tell you. <laughs> you yeah, and that's what he's about. So he phones up this woman, and it was basically that came down to the doctor's handwriting, and it's oh. like it's like orchid something is the is the name of it, like, and the word that means so testicles to scrotum, and the word that means calf testicles, they're very similar. Words. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have one going ah, and one. <laughs> I'm as far away as possible in the, in the oh, oh my goodness but so he phoned him up and he starts oh, having yeah. an argument with a woman on the phone and she's going no no it definitely says this and he's going no no it just says this I'm going, no, there's no she's not going to win like there's no go fair enough no, I can tell you who's right it's not going to oh my well if word. she's sure so he went and he was going and then he, he said okay sorry about that I said no no problem uh, I said oh, imagine that if it had happened imagine how much mm. money you could have sued the hospital for <laughs> I was like, yeah, but also I'd have like no testicles, David. So let's maybe chalk this up as a win. <laughs> He's going, oh, I love you. He's like, oh, you've got it. So then at the end of it, he said, all right, have you? He said, okay, no problem. Recommend you for anaesthetic. Have you got any questions about the procedure? I'm just, I've got just one, David. <laughs> just one issue. I'd like just confirm here. I said, am I going to get my testicles chopped off next Thursday? And his honest answer, he said. I'd mention it on the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! So, oh, wow. how how are your testicles now? Well, they're fine. Holy but I went. That, so that wasn't even the thing. So I went to the thing on the day, Holy and fuck. and I went in and I said, "This is," and I, I met with the um, 
anaesthetist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. anaesthetist. I met with him beforehand. I said, look, this is going to sound really weird. But when I came for my preoperative assessment, and he interrupted me, he went, it still said that this morning. I know we're not chopping off your testicles. <laughs> so it wasn't even changed. <laughs> it wasn't even changed. So I went, wow. okay, that's good. So then, but then it wasn't like in, when I've seen films that they put you under anaesthetic and they wheel you into a room. I had like, I walked into the room for the surgery and then they lie you down and give you the anaesthetic there. So the yeah. surgeon, everyone was around there. So I said, look, I know. I said to, there was like ten people all around. I said, Look, I know this is going to sound weird, but when I came before, they were going to. They said they were going to chop off my testicles. So I just need to make sure you know that you're not chopping off our testicles. And the surgeon went, Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I went around everyone in the room. Yeah. And some guy, some guy just sort of nodded. I said, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to hear you say it. And I went, No. And if and I, I was, I talked about this since, and I, I, I thought if I was the anaesthetist or the surgeon, I'd definitely, as I was going under, just for a joke, go, right, let's get this guy's nuts off. <laughs> but I woke up and the first thing I did was feeling it. No, they're still there. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Oh, wow. That could quite possibly be, quite possibly be my favourite story. I'm that's happy so ever. So from we'll off then. Yeah. So, so from one one type of balls to another, soccer AM. Yeah, that, that, yeah, he's good at me. Yeah. <laughs> no, same way. Um, that you, you, uh, you, you went to uni in Norwich, didn't you? Because I did. Weirdly, we have that Norwich connection, but that obviously, as discussed, that's that's not how we met. No. T- t- before we get on to Soccer AM, let's go back to the cooking show. So he's not okay. good. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take it back. Yeah. Apologise, no, everyone. That's it. Um, because um, on the cooking show, I just remembered, do you remember Robbie said to me one day in between shoots, he said uh, he had, I think he had like two iPhone cases. No, I had one. I had one I kept taking it off. Oh, yeah, yeah. He kept taking it off and on. And I was like, why do you keep doing that? And he was like, because I want people just to think I've got more than one iPhone. Like, I've got a bit of money. <laughs> And then, and then um, there was one shot where he got twenty pound notes and just put them out of his pocket. We're all stood there watching this cook, like to do this demonstration. It just pans, and Robbie's just got twenty. Well, I thought that if people might think I was doing really well with getting on. It's obviously popular. <laughs> Back on. You won that show though, didn't you? I know. And then I suddenly oh, thought because the prize was so we got. It was sort of like they they weren't allowed to sort of see you as paying. They were paying you, but they said we can pay you like an amount as expenses, but it was a lot more than my travel card to London. Sort of thing. <laughs> so, um, so I, d- I did that. And as I was on the d- team with this, this, um, 25 year old girl, Victoria, and we got towards, we won this. It's going, oh, great. And the prize was like a holiday to Hong Kong. I suddenly thought, are they, I could go on a holiday with this girl. She's fine. She's very nice. But I, thought, I don't know how great my wife's going to take her. Go, yeah. I'm just at the airport, by the way. I'm just off on, off on holiday with this 25-year-old blonde girl. Seeing, look after the kids for a couple of weeks. Yeah. But then they let me have the cash instead. <laughs> fine. Yeah, fair. fair enough. Yeah, so, so now. I like that, that you do work and you can win more money for work. Tesco, you do, you get paid this much on the checkouts of Tesco's, but if you scan the most things this week (laughs) holiday to hong kong (laughs) oh dear so how you you went to uea yeah yeah and then what was it during the uea that you got you got a job on soccer am no uh, so i went to uea um then i left didn't really know what to do didn't really know what i studied economics at university but didn't really want to work in a bank or anything i did student radio and stuff while i was there right uh live wire it's called and um then i went went to canada for a year and just dicked around in canada and i worked in a coffee shop for a bit and then i got sacked and then i went to work for a garage what did you get sacked for not being very good at it i was talking too much to people i think i was 
it was quite a dignified sacking because I got sacked from the coffee shop, but the guy who ran the coffee shop also owned this gas station, as they call it out there. Very exotic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he said, look, you can't work here at the coffee shop, you're terrible, but you can come and work at the gas station to save money. Right. So I went, all right. So it was sort of the best possible sacking because it's not like, get yeah. out, I don't want to More of a again. transfer. Yeah. It was a transfer, but it was a sort of... It was also a transfer. You're terrible at what you do. <laughs> <laughs> and because and because I was talking too much to the customers and chatting, which is I thought was quite good. But then they also they want to get the line down and they want people to get their coffee so yeah. they can go away. So I get it. Right. So you came you came back and then I came back and I worked at a ski resort for a bit there and then I came back and within a week I got a job working as a runner at a TV studio where they did things like fifteen to one, the first series, The Weakest Link. Right. Uh, can't cook, won't cook. Things okay. like that. Nice. How's Anne? Um, she was all right. Yeah, yeah. Is it yeah. more of a character, not that much of a bitch. She was, she was fine. I mean, I didn't really have massive months of dealings apart from saying hello and then changing towels and making a coffee and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, she was fine. Yeah, and then, yeah. And, and then, so you, and then I went to Stockholm to Cactus Resort. Yeah, yeah. So you, 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 you went to like uni. You went because like with no. with tubes, he he got he got work experience, didn't he? Is it something that you applied for that job? I um. I was working as I was working at the TV studio and someone the guy who got me the job there was a guy I went to uni with and who'd worked there before. And then he was working for Tim Lovejoy, who was the presenter of Soccer AM at the time, his agent. And he's he knew I watched Soccer AM and liked it. And he said, uh, oh, I've heard that they're looking for someone. Uh you should send them your C V. So I did, and I went for an interview and they gave the job to someone else, but he couldn't start in time. So then they gave the job to me. Wow. That's the most ideal thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a bit of luck, isn't it? Yeah. That is a bit of luck. Bit, that's, like, that's like when I was oh, probably five or six years ago, I entered a competition one night online. Have I told you this, Santander? I can't remember. Well, you probably know about it anyway, but I, entered a comp- I came home drunk one night and I saw, I was watching, I think, probably my own YouTube video back to see how it was doing. Not just watching it. <laughs> not, I, just watching. I just really like watching yeah, myself yeah. when I'm drunk. I wonder what he says about Alfie. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the fence. No. <laughs> and um, there was an advert for Santander and it was like, you know how you, they do the MOBAR? Like yeah. Mo, or Mo Farah does the MOBAR. <laughs> yeah, mostly. And then um, Usain Bolt does the Lightning yeah. Bolt. It was like, make one up for Jessica Ennis in the 2012 Olympics. I saw and that competition. I remember seeing that on posters. I do remember that. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so I, I, I was like, and, and I read the T's and C's. I know, never normally were, but probably just because I've had a few. And um, it said that the... the <laughs> so are you doing your drunk? You're <laughs> 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 sex girlfriends or anything. You're like, oh God, I've had a few. I'm going to read the T's and C's of a competition <laughs> by Major High Street Bank. <laughs> I'm a hoot. <laughs> um, so, uh, and, and it was like the most liked comp- entry will win. So I was like, oh, decent. Not even judges. Like, I could probably become the most liked entry. And I remember looking on there, and I think the most liked one was like 12. So I was like, right, I'm definitely going to do this. So I wrote a note on my phone, and the winner will win £5,000. So I was like, write a note on my phone. Next day I did it. And there's a reason why I tell you this story, but I won, got the £5,000, but also it said, um, if you win, you get to meet Jessica Ennis and spend a day with her. And I was kind of like, mm, not bothered about that. And then I got an email a week later going, so sorry, Jessica's schedule will not allow us to honour this, so can we just give you an extra £2,000? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, like, that. that's the best I, thing I'm ever. I'm really gutted. Make it four. 
<laughs> you missed the trick there. Yeah. So that's that's like the second best thing. So that's like that's kind of like ties into you not getting the job and then getting getting the job. I want I want a competition once I don't remember entering. I have no idea I entered. <laughs> what it. was the prize? A, a, an art print. It's really it's nice. I've got it up in, in the house. But like some proper artist who got like five stars in the Guardian. Oh nice. Yeah. What what what? <laughs> yeah. what? I got, that, what, I got an email. Came... It was like something. I think I was signed up to a uh, mailing list for something called Own Art, where you can buy art if you want, like a subsidize. Like I think you you get interest free terms or something like that. I never bought art, but I, I was on this mailing list, and I think they must have had a competition. I must have entered it and not remembered because I got an email. It was to do with Time Out magazine. I think they were running it because I got an email from Time Out saying that you still want this art print because it's. Like, we've got it in our office and you haven't come to collect it. And I hadn't had any email saying you've won or remembered entering this competition. So I just sort of went, all right, yeah, I'll come down tomorrow. I thought, I don't know what's going on. So I said, uh, I've got something to pick up. And I don't even think I remember, I knew what it was. I just knew it was a prize. And then I got it back and it was like a nice, really nice art print. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Now it's up on the wall in your house. It is. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. Right place. So, yeah, all right. Going back to Soccer AM. Um, if someone was looking for an insight into Soccer AM, they're going to be massively disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it's just talking about his balls and winning competitions. Yeah. Oh, uh, how, what, what was your first role on that show? So the first thing I did was it was basically getting booking the costumes and props for the show was the main bit. You do bits of editing or being in edit suites and stuff like that. But generally, we'd they'd have we do sketches on the show and and things like that. So I'd have to get the costumes in or any props we did. And it was all weird stuff as well. Like we we had some in one of my first few weeks, I had to get in a donkey for, or a horse for free. A real uh, one? A, a real one to go in the car park for a sketch about Dex's Midnight Runners. You may not, may or may not remember. I can't remember what the... And a lot of the time, I didn't get a lot of the cultural references because I was one of the youngest yeah. people there at the time. So I didn't know why I was getting in a yeah. horse or what. <laughs> and so but I managed to do it. And you just phone up like, people eventually go, can, have you got a horse you could bring just down people? to Just <laughs> people? <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just look up farms locally and just phone them up and say, I'm calling from Sky Sports. We're looking for a horse to come down. They must have thought that was a prank, prank call. Them, yeah, yeah. Well, you just find enough people, and someone will give you a horse. It's, I mean, it's, <laughs> that's a quote well, there. Well, you generally, I did learn that it's as long as you put the work in, you can get anything like that. To, I mean, if you if you wanted to get anything in or something like that, if you find enough people, someone's going to go. Yes, yeah, so if you've got a horse and you've got nothing doing Saturday, you might go. All right, I'll come down. It'd be fun. Get a TV studio. Wow. So I just came down and yeah. get a, got a horse and uh, so that and and so a lot of it was just getting in a lot of things like that. So you so you moved from calling up people to get. horses horses um to calling up celebrities didn't you yeah so, uh, in so, order so to... yeah yeah eventually so that was my first thing and then eventually yeah, i was i was doing i was doing the music on the show like sorting out all the music stuff and then i was also doing all the guest stuff so either myself it was a music guest or someone else friends or one of the other guys would book a guest and then they'd pass me on the their phone number or their agent's phone number whatever right and i'd take it from there so i'd do a, i'd phone up them or their agent i'd do a research chat with them where you go through I just have a chat with them for like fifteen minutes or whatever, and then you write the interview from that, and then we'd have a meeting on Fridays, and you take it to that, and then iron out any any issues with it or change change bits and bobs, and then and then on the show look after them and make sure they get away. Did you who who were some of the bigger guests that came on the show during your time? Uh, Ray Winston come on quite a lot. Noel nice. Gallagher, Meatloaf. Yeah, uh, nice. I can never remember. We're like we had like forty shows. 42 shows a year and between three and five guests each time. Wow. Arctic Monkeys, Kasabian. Uh, I don't know. Were the majority of them quite nice? 
Yeah, almost everyone, really. Really? Yeah. Almost? <laughs> yeah, almost everyone. Yeah, yeah. I say, yeah, almost everyone. Who was your, who was your favourite guest? There were lots, loads, I say, loads of people I really liked. There were people that I really sort of might. Ian Holloway was always brilliant. Yeah. Because he was, he's always just, he's just a really, really nice guy. I think yeah. he'd been a few times. So, and, and quite often I'd phone them up when they weren't on the show occasion. Like you might do like a, a, um, you might want to get a quote from them about something that had happened or things like this or, or just ask them about something. I remember phoning, he was on the show one day and it had been arranged with his agent. So I phoned him up. I was like, uh, all right, Ian, it's Robbie from Sucker. He was like, oh, how are you doing, mate? We had, and I said, have you got, 10 minutes, we just go through a few, to ask you a few questions. He goes, yeah, yeah, no problem. So I had like, like a chat about what he's doing, how, how the team, whoever he was, he was managing at the time, might be in KPR. Um, and just had a, like a 15, 20 minute chat with him and all this. I said, all right, Ian, so shall I, I sort your, um, shall I sort your taxi out for the weekend then? He goes, oh, am I coming on the show, am I? Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> why did you think I, f- I phoned you up? <laughs> I don't think I was asking you all these questions. Went, oh, I just, I just thought you were. I just thought you wanted a chat. chat. <laughs> I think that's really nice. That I could have legitimately yeah. phoned up in Holloway for like a twenty-minute chat about like it was kind of like personal questions, like, <laughs> like what are your plans for the future, oh, like, where you going on holiday, things like that. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that because he does come across as like that kind of character, yeah. doesn't he? Lovely, like, yeah. Some of his quotes. I think there was a quote once that he said he's hung like a hamster. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, no, that's it. He said, um, Cristiano Ronaldo's got it all. Speed, pace, looks. I hope he's hung like a fucking hamster. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. When we had um, Pete on, who's obviously Tubes, he, he spoke a lot about the drinking culture around Soccer AM and stuff like that. Was you very much part of that? Yeah. Like, I... Yeah, more than... Tubes, to be fair, like I think he went home quite a lot, and it turns out now to go drinking. I think. <laughs> um, but because he, he didn't really live nearby, so he had to get back. But yeah, because because I was looking after guests, more often than not, I, you'd, I'd take him over to the. There's a rugby club opposite Sky. There's not a pub for quite a, a distance. You go to a rugby club and just sit there and watch football, perhaps, or just have a drink and and get get drunk quite a lot of the time. Did yeah. you ever go out with any of the guests that you had on the show? Yeah, Who? yeah, he had quite quite. Like there was sort of like a hierarchy because you never know when you were going to have a like a sort of massive drinking sessions. So there was like there were like fable drinking sessions and like you sort of, if you'd been on them or not. Like I missed out on the one where Neil who I worked with weed on Frank Lampard's shoes. I think oh I, I, don't, I, I think that happened. Like it was, <laughs> I wasn't there, but there was there was that was that was a big one. That was the day one of the England Germany games, I think it was, and they went out. Um, I can't remember what the what the deal was with that. Um, the biggest one we went to, we had. Star Sailor, do you know band Star Sailor? Do you remember them? Uh, You're a little I, bit young. I know the name, but I yeah, think I only know good. the they, name. They won like you. an NME award in like 2001. They were that sort of, yeah. sort of thing that um, were popular. Um, and and I, their music's sort of quite soft, like romantic. Thing. I thought oh, they're probably going to be a bit quiet, sort of thing like that. Totally had absolutely massive <laughs> boosters. Yeah. And we'd had, um, it was one of those shows where everyone was was down, like Tim and Helen were there. And, and some, some weeks there'd be a few people in the pub, some people, some weeks there'd be be a lot and it was the weekend of Chelsea Bolton and Vernon Kay been on a couple of weeks before who was a Bolton fan and he came along um just to just after the show to go drinking with us and it just sort of escalated as the day went on and I remember was going in in various taxis place places all around and I remember being really really drunk by about four o'clock and we were all going to meet somewhere in West London, but I, the taxi I was in, because I was drunk, I took him to the wrong place. I think we were going to like Bayswater, and I said to get out in Shepherd's Bush. Right. And we got out, and then it was just after the football finish, because QPR had just finished. And I was, because I was on the show at the time, you get recognised quite a lot. 
I remember some people going, hey, Tramp, Robbie Knox, Soccer AM, like that. I remember just thinking, oh, I'm too drunk. I need to run. I was like, middle of the afternoon, just sort of ran away. Sort of <laughs> <laughs> I ran, we held down a cab. We all got in this cab, and I, and I think I was with the Star Sailor guys, and we ended up going back over to this pool room, a snooker club or something that the others had been at. And then we went to another pub somewhere in Made of Vale, and we went back to Vernon Kay's house. And, um, I know this sounds, I've never been to like Vernon Kay's house before. It's, yeah. it's not like, it's not like all the time. It's yeah. like an extreme example. We went to Vernon Kay's house and it, it was, it was, it was a really weird night. Cause my mate Mark, you met Mark, and the lawyer. Yeah. Was, my mate Mark had come down to visit and it was the first time he'd ever been to Soccer AM. Right. And he ended up like, he's like Vernon Kay's house. He goes, do you do this like every Saturday? Go, no, not, not really. Um, but then we were, and Vernon Kay, he had like his, his like dining room table was also like a pool table. So you take the top off and it was like a pool table underneath. Right. It sounds it sounds, it's classy that it was. It, it sounds yeah, like yeah. You know, they just put a board yeah. over the top of the pool table. Yeah. I was going to say it sounded quite Bolton. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, like, it's like a posh Bolton. Yeah. So we had this thing. And then um, so we were playing pool and all this eventually and, and went home about one sort of thing, which is quite, when you start at 12, it's quite a bit of a session. Yeah. Um, and then the next day, I woke up in the morning, I felt, felt absolutely terrible. And Ver- turned on the radio, and Vernon was on doing his Radio One show at the time. And he was and the first thing I had when he heard him was he was going, "Oh my god, I'm so hungover!" Like, <laughs> and he was saying, and he was talking about this this, this thing he'd been drinking all day, and then sort of talking about it like that. And then he said, um, "He said, oh, if if anyone was around my house and they stole my pool, my cu- someone stole the cue ball from my table, can I have it back?" And I, I just went over and checked my jacket. I thought there's, and I didn't no. have it. Oh. But I thought there's, there's only a very small amount of people who legitimately have gone. Oh no, was that me? <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was sort of. What? Why did oh, was, was he so fixated on having that specific cue ball back? Well, I imagine it's more of a hassle than that particular one. Like he obviously buy. Well, how do you get a cue ball? That, yeah, I don't know or if it comes in different. Set, you have to go yeah. and buy it, or you have to go. Buy it was probably before say. Amazon. You could probably, you can probably get them on Amazon now. But at the time. It was probably more hassle. Yeah. So I guess he probably just wanted it. I back. mean, it also invited yeah. people into his house for something to be stolen. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, Fiona true. said to me the other day, um, she said, isn't it mad <laughs> that the triangles in, in pool and snooker fit perfectly over that amount of balls? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, she can work out that the, you know the triangle? Yeah. yeah. It goes perfectly over the, I said, you know it's been made specifically to do that, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> she just, they just find a triangle. She thought, that's how you play pool with trying with, with the balls in that formation, and also this thing existed that you just get and you, you put over the thing. I yeah. can see how she ended up with you. It's <laughs> concerning. There we go. I think there on that that note, we'll um, we'll go for a break, and when we come back, we'll be speaking to Robbie about his time locked in a cupboard with one of the Gallagher brothers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> see you in a bit. Will we? <laughs> This Father's Day, give Dad the gift that guarantees him a great morning every day. That's Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's Best Pair You'll Ever Wear or its free guarantee. Get 30% off gifts for Dad on select Father's Day styles at TommyJohn.com. Save 30% at TommyJohn.com. See site for details. 
Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to the Happy Hour podcast. I'm still here with the gang, um, including Stevie. White, white, white. God, how's your work going, by the way? That's bloody marvellous, actually. It's Is going it? really well, yeah. You look tired. Yeah, well, I've been working a lot. Yeah. It's been a long weekend. I've got a few comments, um, which I probably should have come equipped with, really, but um, <laughs> <laughs> some people have been taking stabs in the dark at what you do. Yeah, they and, have. And some people, there seems to be a collective of people that are um, landing on the same assumption. And they think that you possibly, I don't know if you can confirm or deny this, but that you work for the Queen. For the Queen? Some, somebody said you was a Queen's guard and it got a lot of likes. And then the comment underneath was like, you definitely works for the Queen. I've seen quite a few like that. And I've seen a florist. Don't know where that came what, from. If you were a florist, why would you not be, be able to talk about where you yeah, work? well... Florists. I could see you as a flower arranger, which is a <laughs> yeah. bouquet. I could, see, I could genuinely see you working mm. on a bouquet. Mm. I can see that. Uh, I could no. Um, <laughs> and Asda, Asda was one that I've had this morning. It's got a few likes. Yeah, so I work in Asda. The thing is, it's so much more dull than all of that. So, <laughs> is it though? The one day when when it. it eventually comes out, everyone's gonna fucking hate us. Do you think more than they already do? do? Will it come out one day? I'm sure. I think it's going to be a bigger letdown than the the end of like The Sopranos. I was going to say lost. That was that was bad. But I think that lost its way way before the end. Mm. I was lost sort of halfway through that. Anyway, should we speak right. to our guests? <laughs> <laughs> no one knows what my job is, by the way. Yeah. I know. I do. <laughs> Robbie, um, <laughs> before the break, we were talking about Soccer AM and the drinking sessions that come with that. Um, and, and and you mentioned having another story about something or other. We, had, well, we were talking about the other other big session. We had... Um, we had one when um, do you remember Gavin, Gavin Henson, who was the Welsh rugby player who um, was went out with and married Beefcake uh, Charlotte Church. He came on. And it was around the time he just started dating. He's suddenly become this sort of all over the tabloids all the time. And he came down and he, he made it like a weekend in London with his mates from wherever he was in Wales. Right, and they were really lovely guys. About yeah. four of them came down, and, and we went over to the rugby club afterwards. And and it was it was really good fun then after he was getting um and i was so tired i've been up really late editing to like two in the morning or something it'd been a, really, a lot of work that week on the show and uh and he was going oh we're, we're gonna go down for some some drinks in um down in richmond do you want to come and i was like oh, no, i'm not sure and they were going come on come on come on finish all right, all right i'll come along i really want to go to sleep okay i'll come along for a bit something we're done just drank by the river all afternoon in richmond um and he and because he, he'd just become really famous yeah from, from nothing he, and he was really enjoying it but in, in a nice way he was having a laugh with it he was going People just keep saying to me, "Do you want to come to this club?" And I don't know, I don't know what what to do. And we said, "We said, no, let's get out. Oh, let's go along. It'll be funny, sort of thing." So he found out from this. She said, "Oh, he said I've got this girl's number to give a ring." He said, "Oh, it's Gavin Henson." I got, got asked if I wanted to come down tonight. He's going, "Yeah, yeah, my favourite drink." He's going. I have, uh, vodka. What type of vodka? It's like just sort of giving us sort of like like what what are types of vodka? Yeah, sort of yeah, yeah. Suggesting goes, yeah, no that. And she goes, oh, we haven't got that. We got this. He goes, oh, I suppose that will do. He <laughs> <laughs> was, 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 was being really funny, yeah. really nice. He wasn't being a, a knob about it at all, sort of thing. And um, and we went out, and then we went into town, and Rocket was with me. For, he was at Soccer at the time, 
and uh, and we went we went out drinking. But obviously, we were getting he was getting followed around all these clubs. We went to like six or seven clubs. What of like bars fans clubs, or paparazzi? Paparazzi, right? So um, and it was really weird. And when people when you see celebrities, and I'm not talking about the very biggest level, but when they say, "Oh, like I can't." Um, it's hard to avoid paparazzi and all this sort of stuff. There were no paparazzi in Richmond. We're drinking in a pub there, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. If you go to these pubs, if you go to these clubs and things like that, then you're going to get yeah. sort of spotted. We were at these, we go around these places and we got more and more drunk. And at one point, we went on a rickshaw between places. You know, you get rickshaws in London yeah. you can get around to. And, and but they're then things that like men like women pedal. Yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah. why I couldn't speak then. It's like a big trike where you sit on the back of thing and you go around. We went on a rickshaw at one point between places. And then later on, because Charlotte Church was was out at the time, we went end up some club and then we were there. We were sat around in this club and I'd been drinking for like 12, 14 hours by this point, sort of thing. And I was sat in between Gavin and Charlotte, I'd obviously never met before or or since. And and she, they were like like loads, loads of bottles of Cristal and all this sort of around. And I was thinking, I really hope they don't want to split the bill on this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in real trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then so oh, I, and I looked at my phone. I saw on the news thing. It said the Pope had died. And I just sort of turned again. Oh, the Pope's died. And he goes, I don't care, mate. I'm not religious. Really. Tell Charlotte. I was like, oh, no. Because like, she'd like sung for the Pope and stuff like that. I thought, I thought, oh, don't worry. Oh no! I wish I'd mentioned it now. So, so I turned around and sort of tapped her on the leg and said, "Charlotte, I was trying to risk. I've been drinking for fourteen hours. I thought I got to put like a serious voice in. She, says, she might be upset by us. I said, um, I'm sorry to announce that the, the Pope has sadly passed away." And she went, "All oh, right." And, I, and it sounded like the voice of an angel who had such little compassion for the pontiff. Like, I mean, she was maybe she was hiding her emotion. I don't know. Yeah, didn't, didn't seem that that bothered about it. That's pretty cool. You announced oh. the death of the Pope to yeah. Charlotte Church. Yeah, but then the next, so oh. that was on the Saturday night, and then the Monday morning, I woke up because you have Sunday Mondays off at Sky, and I woke up and I had something like fifty text messages from people. I, I just saw. I looked down the list of names, people I hadn't seen for years, and all this. And if you ever want to get in touch with people from school that you haven't seen from years, or people you haven't seen in, for a while. I'd suggest you get photographed on a rickshaw with Gavin Henson and get in the mirror and the sun and various things like that. And, those are like absolutely, and, and I came out of it quite well. Yeah. I, I, I just looked like a bloke in a rickshaw. Rocket at one point had put his hands up going, and, like, and I could in the mirror. It had that photo and he was feeling like, going, oh my God, am I going to get hammered at Sky? Am I going to get in trouble? Oh. for the, he, looked, he looked wasted. Yeah. Like that. And it was just like, people going, why are you in the sun with Gavin Henson? How do you know Gavin Henson? I, go, I literally met him yesterday. <laughs> And then years later, there was like a couple of years later, when he was having some marital difficulties, there was an art, there was an article in like Closer, one of these women's magazines about the the, um, and it was saying how Gavin's parting with his mates is the problem, and they used this photo of me on original. Like, Don't blame me. <laughs> I met the bloke once, like three years ago. It's not my fault. But the question is, in those photos, did you have the twenty pound notes pull out? The yeah. oh, he's doing well. Wasn't he's it? doing well. <laughs> I don't, think, I don't think anyone would have looked at that and thought I was doing well. <laughs> oh dear! So obviously you, you've you've got mad stories from Soccer AM, and and Soccer AM probably gave you a, well, it did give you an, an interest in life, perhaps more yeah. more so than most jobs. What what was one of the best things to happen to you from from the, coming out of that show? I had like a really good. I had lots of good things. Like we got to play football at Wembley. Like I was, I was the first goalkeeper to win a trophy at the new Wembley Stadium. Right. <laughs> 
How good is that? <laughs> they had these. They had these. Like, they had to do ramp up events before they could open the stadium. You can't just have. You can't just build a stadium and have the FA Cup final in it. Yeah. You have to have these sort of various events. And the first one they did when it opened, it was like for twenty thousand people. They had like this uh, community day where they invited twenty thousand local people to the stadium to test it out and check it all works. They had there were three teams, like a soccer AM team, and two other teams. I think one might have been a. Adidas or Umbro, and Umbro, I think probably it would have been, yeah. or someone like that, and there was another one. I forgot what they were. And um, we played like a round-robin tournament. We played both teams, and whoever won the most won the won the tournament. And we we won it. was straight on Saturday, straight after the show. So they had the other game, the other two teams played first while we were on a bus. It was brilliant. Yeah. You, got, you got to get a um, a bus, like, in getting waved through by police underneath the stadium and all that. And awesome. there's a lot of people around coming down to it. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, that's mad. Feeling. Um, and but then obviously I was, I was really nervous because I'm not. I was in, I played in goal. I was not that great. Right in goal. I was all right. I played Sunday league, but it's like playing at Wembley. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and and you're playing against pros, next pros, and all this sorts of things, and 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 things like that. And um, John Aldridge in our team. When I was growing up, I was like a massive Liverpool fan, and he was one of my heroes. And, and he was getting um, and I was a, I was a bit nervous. He was going, oh, Robbie, do you want me to warm you up? I was like. Okay, like literally no idea what that means. <laughs> Don't know what's going to happen. And he just went, and there's like a warm up room next to the changing rooms, like a sort of astroturfy type thing, just like a just like a room, not dissimilar to this, but a bit bigger. And he was just like just pinging balls at me to catch like that. Okay, this is brilliant. It's like 13 year old Robbie could yeah, see me yeah, at Wembley being like that. And then we went out and won. And that was that was a good day out. That was quite nice. That's yeah. mental. Uh, How come awesome. so? I didn't know there was a warm up thing because no, seems the, a bit weird. The players do the warm up on the pitch, don't they? Yeah, but there's like a little room next to the changing room, like a warm warm up. Like pre, a warm pre where drinks. you can do that. Yeah, and I guess it's just to like kick a ball about or do something before you go out and do your warm up. I don't know. That um, should be in your Twitter bio that you're the first goalkeeper to win a trophy yeah. at the new Wembley Stadium. I was so annoying that first FA Cup final. We were in the rugby club watching it like that. And I was just I was just sat there with everyone going, The thing is, when you're out there on that pitch, <laughs> I know. I think it was two ago. What was going through Petrchek's yeah. mind? I know. Until yeah. <laughs> you've been there and played there, you just yeah, you don't, don't know. By the end, I sat my own. I didn't care. <laughs> um, but that was good. But then also we had um, we had long weeks. when I was when I was yeah yeah um, I've, uh, when when I was young, as I said, I was really into Liverpool and I was really into Ace. They're my favourite band. Absolutely obsessed by them around sort of like seventeen or whatever. When I think when they sort of first came out, if you will, and. Um, and I had this week where on because Noel Gallagher had been on the show quite a lot of time. I never met Liam at the time. Yeah. And um he he'd been on, on the show quite a lot. And on the Sunday, it was the, the time they released the album, I can't remember what it's called, that's got the importance of being idle and um Layla and another I can't know what it's called. Anyway, people will know. Yeah. Um and they were playing at the Clapton Grand, which is like a quite a small venue, a really small venue for for them. Um, and, and it was, really, and I went along. I was really managed to get tickets through someone I knew because the music. And I, I was so excited to be there. And I took my mate Jim along, who used to, he used to write like an Oasis website in the really early days and so on. And, and and it was great. But I was I was stood quite towards the back, and there was a woman in front of me. They were playing "Live Forever," one of my favourite songs. Yeah, I love a woman that in front too. of me, and she was texting. And this is going to sound sexist, but she actually was just texting her friend about shopping, <laughs> and like not about like just generally like about her joining like uh, what this news. She just put like fuck Sainsbury's. I, like, well, <laughs> <laughs> I might not go to a supermarket. <laughs> and, I'm, and I thought, and I thought that's like, oh, I'm going to get in there. So we went down, got down quite near the front, and it wasn't as it wasn't that big a place. I was like about five rows back, and they got to the end, and they started playing Wonderwall, and um. At the start, at the start of it, um, uh, Liam 
saw me at the front. I said, I never met him, but I knew what shocker I am. And he pointed at me and went, All right, lad, how are you doing? To be like that, into the microphone like that. And I just went, All right, Jim, I think Liam Gallagher just mentioned me. He goes, He could be talking to anyone. Or and I, looked like, I saw Noel and looked to see who he was talking at and see me and started laughing like that. And I was, I was going, no, I, think he was, I think he was talking to me. Like, I guess, I guess, he goes, no, 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 definitely, def- definitely wasn't, definitely wasn't. Definitely um, maybe. And then, uh, yeah, good. <laughs> wow. Good, yeah, knows his band. Um, and, then he, and, then he, and then he, so at the end of the song, um, Liam went off before Noel did uh, Don't Look Back in Anger. And Noel just let the microphone went, well, well, well. Robbie Knott. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Jim going, oh, maybe it's a different Robbie Knott. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe there's a few of us here. So, so that was the That's Sunday class. night. And then Wednesday, I went to Istanbul to watch Liverpool win the Champions League after being 3-0 down uh, to AC Milan. AC Milan. Big game. Um, and so that was that was my week. And it, I was going, this, and that, I was going, yeah, this is... This is all right. Yeah, yeah. you're doing okay. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Wow. You peaked. Yeah. That's yeah. Well, I don't know, because you've got a pretty good potato patch now, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> Life hasn't changed too much. Yeah. 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 And then, and now, yeah, now I'll just vlog about, vlog about potatoes. I don't know the word for it. Right. Videos about potatoes and stuff. And... Uh, have you, have you bumped into the Gallagher's before? What, no, sorry. Since, uh, have you bumped into since, the Gallagher's after that? After that, yeah. So which yeah. I met, I met, um, we met Liam, we went to a party um, once about, um, I think it was after Oasis won the, I don't know who call it, Outstanding Contribution to Music at the Brits, whatever it is. You know that thing that they give to someone who's been around for a while? Yeah. yeah. They'd won that and they had a party afterwards and um, we we were at that. It's a really weird night because there's lots of people. That, like at one point, um, like the, I first met Liam and I was with Neil, who I, we used to do this thing called Colonel and Ginger on Soccer Air, not these two Air Force pilots. And um, and Liam came. I was like, "Lads, how's it going?" Um, I love that that Colonel and Ginger do. It's brilliant, and all this. He was going about how much he liked it. Oh, thanks. He goes, "Yeah, yes, it's great." I goes, "That, that's your definitely maybe." (laughs) 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 Amazing that you call it that for a start. I was going, "Yeah, yeah." I mean, that is on a culturally on a par. (laughs) But then later on, I was sat with Joe Sheephead, I used to work with, and we were sat at a table with Liam. And then someone I thought was Henry didn't we look up because I was sort of chatting. I thought a woman came down. And sat next to um, and sat next to uh, Liam and started chatting. I looked up and it was Stephen Tyler from Aerosmith. We just sat chatting to <laughs> Liam. And no. Joe and I, it was it was a little bit after we'd been to watch the Champions League final in Paris, the, the Arsenal one where they lost. I can't remember who they played now. Um, but um, we'd be we got taken by I think it was PlayStation. Was it Barcelona? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and. Uh, we'd be taking our PlayStation and for some reason because there was a shortage of hotels we got put in Euro Disney to stay and we, so we went to Euro Disney for like a, a day and there's like a, a Universal studios bit and it's got an Aerosmith roller coaster in it and we went I me and Joe went on it quite a few times Joe really likes Aerosmith and, and like Stephen Tyler's one of Joe's heroes Yeah, and he, and he had one chance to talk to Stephen Tyler and he went hey Stephen he went, yeah he goes he goes I went on your, your, your roller coaster. With your <laughs> <laughs> and Stephen Tyler went, neat, isn't it? Me and Joe Perry went on it 57 times. <laughs> I like how much he appreciated yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, and if you ever get dude. a chat, if you ever go to your Disney, go on it, because it's so brilliant. Because when you're queuing up, I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> Can we just talk about how Robbie's just sitting there going, oh, by the way, go on the roller coaster. You've got to go. Promoting that. Because there's, there's a video that they play. I can't remember what the premise of it is. It's something like, they're on tour and something's happened and they have to 
do something. You've got to help me. Hey, guys, can you help us? And they do this video where they're acting in it. And it's the most, like, one take, phoned in, <laughs> really? lazy performance of anything ever. Yeah. They're basically saying this. And they might as well, at the end of Turn Around and Go, can we have our bag of money now? <laughs> it's so, it's so, so little effort put into it. It's brilliant. It's like Michael Jack, uh, Michael Jack, Michael Owen. Um, have you ever seen his adverts oh, that he's done? They're so oh, bad. When he's yeah. in the, when he's in the uh, plane and he goes, Oh, what does he say now? There's a famous... I can't remember what he says, but you'll have to check I it like out. I like it when he's like, is it Rory McIlroy or Tiger Woods? He sees him down there and he's like, oh, he's just playing some golf on the <laughs> thing and he hits the ball up at the window. Yeah. He, uh, oh, what does he say? I can't remember, but it's all like, we are going to take a flight over Manchester or something like that, isn't it? Yeah. It's, uh, it's because all these producers and that are so scared to just go... Do you mind doing that again, Michael? They'll just go, that's, that's great. That take is perfect. Like he's done a new one with, um, new advert with Joe Cole. Have you seen it? No. And it's it's promoting the, the new Huawei phone. And I, it's actually a really good concept. Have you seen this? No. So they're, they're sat there and they're going, yeah, when I when I made the switch, it was it was one of the best best things I've ever done. And then, yeah, it was it was hard to leave. Obviously, I've got a lot of love for, for them, but now I've, I'm onto the new thing. They're talking about obviously moving from iPhone to Huawei. Yeah, so it's a good yeah. idea. But it's just the flattest thing you've ever seen. When I made the switch, it was the greatest moment of my life. It's like, yeah, <laughs> really? Really? Yeah, yeah it's so bad. But also, a lot of the time, you don't have any time. You've got very limited time with these people. And like I do, I run a production company now. We make a lot, do a lot of stuff with brands and sport and stuff like that. And um, you, you, they'll have, a brand might have, an hour with a football team and three players and that, and they will f- try and fit in so much stuff. So the standard for what's acceptable is so low. Like if they say the words in any order, they go, yep, fine, and move on to the next thing because they want to fit 20 things into an hour. Sort of Why don't they just... Time. It should be quality over quantity, really. Should... I don't know. I, I mean, no. I don't know. I'm not sure. I guess not. But to I mean, be fair but also, then again... how bad Michael Owen's things are Makes it get shared more. That's exactly what I was more promotion, say. isn't it? True. If that... they were decent, you wouldn't be talking about it right now. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's but, true. On, but I would say definitely switch to Huawei over iPhone because they are better phones. <laughs> oh, we've yeah. not got a brand deal yet. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to sponsor us, sorry. You should keep your options open. Don't <laughs> <to> <laughs> yeah. So. I've got an iPhone. So. Yeah. Huawei actually pulled out of a brand deal with me the night before because they said I was too, too out there. It's like the night before, you should have done your research. I already had my train ticket booked to London, everything. Uh, it's personal vendettas. I shouldn't bring them on the podcast. I do apologise, guys. It's Robbie's time, not mine. Robbie, um, you, uh, you were one. I was, I was at a party. I was at a party with Oasis, wasn't I? <laughs> that's, that's it. That's one of the best stories I think I've ever heard. Okay, so so later on that night, um, and it was again, it was after that album that had um, his name, I can't remember, um, and uh, there this hadn't really been much talk about a next album or anything like that. And um, I was ta- it was I was with Tim Lovejoy and we were chatting to Liam. He came over and he was he was in an excited mood, um, and and he was he was chatting to us and, and he was talking about talking about the new album. And I was like, oh well, that's interesting. I didn't know about it. He goes, yeah, yeah, it's so great. This new album's amazing. We've written these songs and all this sort of stuff. And he goes, do you want to hear some of it? And I was like, yeah, like I mean, this is incredible. This is mm. um like like my favourite ever bands and and a chance to hear this album I didn't even know existed. Proper pinch yourself moment. Incredible. Yeah. So there you go, right, follow me. So he went through and he went in this club that they'd hide out in London. We went through like the kitchen and into like this pantry, me, Tim and Liam. And so it was in this pantry of this club. And um and some bloke came in and said he worked there and and sort of like, guys, you can't be in here. But then obviously saw it was Liam and realised that <laughs> He can he do did, whatever he the went, fuck he so, wants. Yeah, so he sort of was like, oh, you're not really supposed to be in here like that. And we were like, oh, sorry. And, and what would have been sensible to just go, look, um, we 
we'll just be a second, do you mind? And, and, then, and then we'll get out. And they would have gone, yeah, no problem, left. Yeah. But Liam was like, who says we can't fucking be? <laughs> goes, well, the management. He goes, like, oh, fuck the management and all this. I'm like, oh, and I was sort of going, well, we'll just be a second. Is that right? Eventually he sort of left us alone like this. And I thought Liam's going to get out like a phone or something like that and play some tracks. He goes, okay, so like the first song, it goes like this. He goes, did, 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 did. And started like singing, oh, singing it. fucking like, hell. And it, and it was... And it was still great, and it was, but he did like the full like five minute song, including all the instruments. I go, do, 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 do. <laughs> like, he was doing like, this song like that, and I was going like that. And I was like, oh, this is this uh, is a bit odd, but it's still quite still cool. Like that. By the uh, third song, oh, guys, like, going through the album. I was like, what's, what's, I don't know. I can't, quite, can't like a drink now. I was like, uh, in here. So, and, um, and yeah, so we're just like that. stuck in. That is incredible. So is, he, is he all right as a person then? Liam? Yeah. Oh, he sounds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's really... Because really he, he has kind of like that public image that he's two fingers up to everyone, kind mm. of like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's really good. And I've know people I know who've, who weren't on Soccer and we don't know who've bumped into him and met him and he's gone, just giving them tickets to gigs and stuff like that. He's, he's genuinely, with me, was a really nice... Oh, amazing. Nice guy. And I, I bumped into him last year at something. I was having a little chat to him yeah, and their sort of thing. And he was, he was that's quality. Really nice, yeah, that's quality. I remember when I first ever stepped foot in Manchester. There was a guy. Ever a lot of men in Manchester trying to emulate the Gallagher's. Like they all wear the Parkers, and they think that they've got to be rock and roll. And um, I, I it, it sounds like I'm making it up. It was the first stranger I'd spoken to in Manchester. Yeah, I come at the tr- station, see a guy. My phone had died. Didn't know the time. Went up to him, and he was walking strutting, doing a Gallagher strut with the big Parker on. I went, "Excuse me, mate." Have you, have you got the time? And he went, fuck off, and just put two two fingers at me and then just walked off. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not sure that's how the Gallagher's Welcome are. To Manchester. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've got a great live story, not from me, but um, uh, you know, Tony Wilson, who died now, he was like around the Hacienda and all, all this not factory sure. records and stuff. He was a famous figure in Manchester uh, music. Um, and I heard this story, apparently, um, we heard this from uh, Mike Pickering, who's a, a music industry guy. He said, him... Um, so Mike, uh, Tony, and Liam were out drinking in the middle of Manchester once. I've got, by the way, I've got no idea if this is true. If you can see, but we were <laughs> yeah. Um, so he, um, and apparently they've been they've been watching the football some of that, and they were, they were sort of goading Liam and winding him up a bit. And apparently Liam got really annoyed at one point and just picked up this chair. And it was a like big glass window at the front of this, just threw oh this chair God. and smashed this entire front window of this pub like that. And, and Tony Wilson is really funny. He came, he came us a crown once. And he went, Liam, that was absolutely marvellous. So <laughs> rock and roll. And <laughs> <laughs> Liam just went over to him went, fuck off and walked out through the hole in my <laughs> I just hope it's true. Yeah, I hope it's true. I love stories. Oh, that is incredible. Robbie, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on, mate. Thank you. I've and... really had a really nice time. It's been the best day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and you uh you're welcome on again whenever you want um what's what's the plans for your channel going forward uh so we're having a potato growing competition at the minute if anyone wants to grow potatoes you can uh i've not really thought it through there'll be some kind of competition or prize last year we gave away potatoes so i grew some potatoes and people entered to win a potato and luckily there were so few entries they're like about 35, I think, entries. So right. they all got potato. Amazing. And it cost me like 60-odd quid in potato postage. <laughs> um, so we're doing some more, lots of potato stuff, really. Oh, I, I wouldn't, but I'd, I'd give it a miss. <laughs> 
if you do want to see Robbie after that enthralling self-description, then go to youtube.com forward slash Robbie Knox, also on Twitter and probably on Insta and stuff like that. Robbie, it's been a pleasure. Um, we'll see you again soon on Happy Hour. Thanks, Stevie. That's all right. Thanks, Studi. Cheers. See you next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. This show is part of the Radio Stakhanov Network. Network.